priceless gifts that money can't buy. Well, I can tell you one of the first is the gift of time, creating memories with your children. The next priceless gift is teaching your child the value of spending time with God. In the novel, A Few Minutes with God, written for children and teens, the story unfolds about a struggling family and the gift of hearing God and the outcome, which is a wonderful blessing from the Lord. Your children will want to pray and spend time listening to God after reading this book. Visit MediaAngels.com for more information. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. Hey friends and welcome. Today is a little bit longer podcast than normal because this is a topic that I really have wanted to address and just have not. And today's topic is harden not your heart. This is episode 244 and you can find today's uh, show notes on the website at a few minutes with God podcast. Also check out the media angels website for books, and more information about some of my products. Have you ever felt that the Lord is leading you in some way, but you just don't feel like following? Well, this has happened to me recently, and I realized that I wasn't following the Lord as I should, and the reason I could catch myself is because I learned my lesson from years ago. It's easy to recognize once you know what to look for. And I don't know if you've ever felt like that. Maybe you have a feeling that you know what the Lord wants for you, but you decide to do something else. Or maybe you don't want to act upon it. Or maybe you just really don't know. Well, first I want to focus on several scriptures, some that I'm sure you've heard, um, kind of like the topic of this podcast, you know, and And, um, but we've all heard that, you know, like if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts, and I'm paraphrasing there, but that comes from Hebrews and that's actually verse 15, but I want to read you Hebrews 14 through 16. We have come to share in Christ. If indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end, as has just been said today, if you hear his voice. Do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. And then later we read in Hebrews 4, 6 through 8, Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest, and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience, God again set a certain day, calling it today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. 
And so this hardening of heart for me was in regard to a thought one time and another in action, and it's happened many times through my life. But I felt like the Lord was leading me in a specific direction, and there was uncertainty on my part to say yes. Another time, I just didn't really want to pray about a situation because I wanted to do something that I was really interested in, or I thought, you know, it made perfect sense to me. And I'm going to give you this example um, from a time when I was a young mom. I was involved in many volunteer um, organizations, and I had two young children that I was homeschooling at the time. So I volunteered at church, at women's groups, and so forth, and then even um, a, a women's social group in town. And I was selected to be part of a group that would tackle educational issues. Since I homeschooled my children, I was a perfect candidate because I had an education degree, and secondly, I didn't need to worry about burning any bridges um, with an educational system because my kids didn't go to the public schools or even private schools. But I knew that once I told my husband about this, he wasn't going to be really a fan of this quote unquote honor. In my mind, I had rationalized it out and I felt like, look, the Lord's already prepared me. He's put me in this ideal position to really make some changes But after I talked to my husband, I felt unsettled. My heart was unsettled, and I lacked peace. And it took some deep soul-searching and some extensive conversations with my husband before I let it go. And then peace came. One of the things I would have been required to do was to fly to Tallahassee, I live in southwest Florida, and spend a week there in discussions. And we didn't have anyone at home to watch the kids. And I basically said, you know, I could go for maybe two days, but I'd have to come home and things like that. So it already wasn't going to work out. But nonetheless, I really had hardened my heart against the possibility of it not working out. I've had other situations where I didn't feel peace about making a big decision, yet I knew that if it was God will, it would happen regardless. But one bad decision in retrospect, after, of course, I saw what happened, um, and I, I ignored something that I really felt was a sign from God, I knew that my heart was hardened at that time because I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And so I felt that, you know, I was not following God's will and really felt that it was you know, not the outcome I wanted. And in those two previous verses, um, you know, there, there are so many more. If you look for harden not your heart in scriptures, you're going to find verse upon verse upon verse. But I want to read you Jeremiah sixteen twelve because this was a wake up call for me. You too have done evil even more than your forefathers for behold, you are each one walking according to the stubbornness of your own heart without listening to me. A heart of flesh will walk in obedience to the Lordship of Jesus, but a hardened heart would rather have its own way. And friends, like I said, that verse just really hit me. And we need to check. What are some ways that you can check to see if you have a hardened heart? We learn so much from the scriptures and God gives us multiple chances to return to him, to change our ways. We have hope. And so many times we don't feel like that. 
and we read the passages in Hebrews and Jeremiah, and we have the option that we can turn back and turn away. And here are some ways that you can check. I have a list of five. Again, you can find them on the show notes um, at A Few Minutes with God podcast. Look for, sh- for number 244, Harden Not Your Heart, and you can find them there if you're driving, and maybe you want to look at these later. The first is, are you walking with the Lord? And that just means, do you have time for prayer, reflection, reading the scriptures, or some other spiritual book? You know, how can you know if you have a hardened heart if you don't take the time to pray about it? The second is, do you have a gut feeling that something's not right? Maybe a feeling of hopelessness or despair. The third is, do you have a restlessness that you can't put your finger on? This happened to me just today. Today, while I was praying, it took every bit of self-control to sit in my seat and finish my prayer. I felt like I wanted to jump up and get going. And I know that is not from the Lord. I was restless and I had to give over that situation and stay where I was. The fourth is, do you avoid thinking about an issue? If you have something you need to think or pray about, you just decide, well, I'm not going to deal with it now. And you just bury it under the guise of being busy or not dealing with the problem. That can show a hardness of heart. And the last is, do you suffer from stubbornness? And I had to laugh when I thought about this because I thought, in order to find out if you're stubborn, you need to ask someone who's close to you because it's hard to figure it out for yourself. Any of these things can lead to a hardness of heart by avoiding an issue, by not making time for prayer, by ignoring your sense that something's not right, by a sense of restlessness or avoiding thinking through issues that are important to you. These can be compounded by helplessness. Some problems are serious and out of our hands, but it is important to prioritize time to pray, if nothing else, for yourself so you can get tuned in to God. In the New Testament, we also read about hardened hearts, but even in the midst of Christ, you would think that having Jesus in your company, being with him day after day, would be an eye-opener, sitting there firsthand, watching the miracles and teachings. But in Mark 8, 16 through 18, we read, They discussed this with one another and said, It's because we have no bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, Why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes but fail to see and ears but fail to hear? And don't you remember? The apostles had Jesus and still they didn't realize that all they had to do was ask and he would provide for them. Friends, all we have to do is ask. And this verse gives me hope. It tells me it's not uncommon to have hearts that are hardened. Scriptures are full of them. And there is hope because unlike the disciples, when we do not have bread, we can pray for that bread, that crumb of knowledge, that assurance that God is with us and he is here in our midst. Isaiah 6.10 gives us hope. Render the hearts of the insensitive, their ears dull and their eyes dim. Otherwise, they might see with their ears, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and return and be healed. There is hope. A heart of flesh will remain sensitive and compassionate for other people. But a heart that looks only at self-interests is a hardened heart. 
We want what we want. I know I pray and I often say in my prayers, Lord, do my will. That's not what I'm praying, but it appears to be. With my son in the military still in training, but nonetheless, it's, it's very stressful. And I'm in a Facebook group where it tells us what the you know, young men are doing. And I can't talk to him for long stretches of a time. And I see these things that he's going through. So I'm constantly on my knees. I even started a, a family prayer chain where we post prayers. And every day there's, I put a new prayer request in a scripture. But I have to remind myself, go back to the beginning of the prayer that says, Dear Lord, please, and start with, praise you and thank you, Jesus, for all you have provided. I was at the hairdressers today, and the girl told me that, that she felt like all she does is talk at God, and now she wants to just prayerfully start thanking him. And I told her, I said, start a prayer journal, you know, at the front, you can put your praises and in the back, you can put your prayer requests. And I've talked about this on the show, but it was so wonderful that she came up with that all by herself. And that's the Holy Spirit. So how should we pray? In Ezekiel, we see a perfect example. And it's Ezekiel 36, 26 through 27. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. I will put within you And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. We need that reminder. Are we walking in our own flesh? Are we doing what pleases us about above others? For many of us, I'm sure the answer is no. But even as I read this, I think there are ways I can improve. Please, Lord, give me a new heart and a new spirit. And that's your challenge for this week, friends. Look back, see ways that you have hardened your heart against the truth, against doing what the what the Lord may want you to do. And sometimes that's hard to discern. We want this clear, open path. My husband used to pray, you know, Lord, make it super obvious, you know, and I would always giggle, you know, just even telling you that I would just laugh because it's not always super obvious, you know, make your path so clear that we can see it, shine a light on it. You know, we wish we had that, this, this beacon, because then we would feel confident that whatever our decision is, it would be the right one. But I can look back at my life and tell you that he made a lot of wrong decisions, right? It just has taken time, effort, and a lot of stress I didn't have to go through if I had seen the signs before me. Take care and God bless. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, a few minutes with God.com, and your podcast page on a few minutes with God podcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.